Rob Bro. He's your sports bro at KKAM.com and the Talk 1340 app. You guys are not doing any pass blocking. You're just stepping aside and letting them walk in. Pop, 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 pop. That's what I want. All of you around that ball. What's wrong with y'all? Y'all play like some little girls. Y'all like y'all never played football before. Because of nothing. You hear me? They please just like we do. Yes, they sweat just like we do. Do you hear me? They went through two days. We went through two days in 110 degree heat. Yes, sir. I want you to hit everything to move. If the ref gets in your way, you hit him. Okay, then let's play. But that's seen us too. That gives us two. This is our team. This is us. Let's go right now. Let's get it off now. Let's go. Talk 103.9 News, Money, Sports. It's a beautiful Tuesday afternoon. A little less uh, wind and dirt in the air. See if that holds for the week. May or may not. Lots of uh, wind going on. Hopefully the weather tonight for Texas Tech baseball is good. Air Force in the city of Lubbock. Uh, Air Force, before the season, I looked at this game and said, you know, Air Force might be a pretty good midweek, but not starting off strong. Uh, And again, we talked about this yesterday, but the RPI not strong for Air Force. That doesn't mean it won't be strong later in the year. Uh, But certainly right now, uh, the Air Force RPI does not look like they're a very good team. The record does not look like they're a, a great team. Obviously, Texas Tech at 8-0. and Eventually, this Texas Tech baseball team will lose. I don't think it will be to Air Force. And I hope it is not this weekend. Uh, I would love for Texas Tech to dominate Dan Law like they do normally. That is nothing new, especially for Texas Tech under Tim Tadlock. He is very good at home. Uh, But you also just have to see exactly what's going on with Texas Tech baseball and the schedule and away from Lubbock, in Lubbock, these multi-team events, I guess is what you call them, in basketball. Uh, But that's a good enough uh, classics. Is classics the word in baseball? Maybe so. Uh, anyways, I am Rob Bro, your host. You are the co-host. You can text in 806-855-3712. Uh, I enjoyed the topic from the Raiderland today. We will continue that on to the Rob Bro Show, your favorite food spots in high school. 
whether it was off campus or not, maybe your just favorite dish on campus. Uh, we had pizza. I think Domino's delivered every day to the cafeteria. So if I did stay, uh, there was the option. Or my favorite lunch lady, Margaret, back in elementary school, uh, she was always nice to me. That's one of the benefits you get from being a a chubby child is the lunch lady. You get a rapport with the lunch ladies, and uh, they'll give you an extra scoop or two. Uh, Margaret, very nice. Very nice woman. More going on today. Obviously, Texas Tech and Kansas tonight. Texas Tech and Kansas playing basketball at the Fog. A very scary place for many teams. Uh, Kevin McCuller. I'm guessing honored at senior night against his former team in school. That'll be tough to watch. <laughs> uh, is he? He's got to be a senior, right? Uh, I, I still like Kevin McCoy. I know a lot of people don't. Uh, I really wish he could have stayed at Texas Tech. Obviously, there was some something. A miscommunication, a, a broken relationship, or whatever else that made him want to leave and never return to play for Texas Tech. Maybe just Mark Adams. I don't know. Uh, the thought process this summer was that he wanted to go and be a point guard. And then he went to Kansas and has not been that and was not going to be that and was never thought to be that in Kansas. He's doing the exact same thing he did at Texas Tech, which is being an elite defender and filling up the score sheet, the book, in ways that are really beneficial to a team winning. And down the stretch, his first year of of playing in a full season at Texas Tech, he was the best player for two or three weeks to end the year. Last year, four stretches. The year before, four stretches. He was the best player at Texas Tech. And when he left, everyone just said, good riddance, because he went to Kansas. And I understand the hurt and the pain and the, the, the feeling sorry or whatever else, but how frustrating is it that he's going off for double-doubles in Big 12 play and you don't have anybody doing that consistently? Now, Jalen Tyson is the closest thing you have at Texas Tech. And maybe he develops into that if he's still at Texas Tech. We talked about that at the end of the last hour. If I put the number on of players leaving at three and a half from this Texas Tech roster, I would say under if you're just talking about players going to other universities to play basketball. Now, if you're talking about total players leaving total and O'Banner's baked in because he's out of eligibility, then you just have to get to two and a half. If Harmon tries to go pro, Fardoz tries to go pro, if Bacho goes back to Europe, if Bacho goes to another university, he's already used his free transfer. If Elijah Fisher goes back home or goes somewhere else. The the problem with so many freshmen on your team is everyone's already used their eligibility. Or their free transfer, I mean. 
Well, the opposite of that. Nobody's using a free chancer. I'll get it right. Hold on. I know what I'm trying to say. I'm just not saying it. Happens to me all the time. Uh, the text line is open as always. 806-855-3712. This texter. Uh, so you're saying Kevin McCullough is Horace Grant. Yeah, sure. The He's not going to get the acclaim. He's not Jalen Wilson. He's not Mac McClung. He's not Jemias Ramsey. He's not Michael Jordan. He's not Scottie Pippen. But when you look at the box score and he's got 8 and 10 or 12 and 8 or 16 and 14, like he's had a couple of times this year, with three assists, and some of those are steals at the perimeter you just aren't getting this year consistently with coast-to-coast action. Yeah, it's a huge miss. And I think we underrated it when he left. Obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty, and if you had a guy perform better this year, you wouldn't miss him as much. But it compounds when your team is not doing as well. Uh, also on the text line, I was that chubby child during middle school. My Aunt Mary would always give me extra stuff because, you know, I was a growing boy and I have to eat. Yeah, they say that all the time. It grew too much, though. I also think with Texas Tech basketball, just in regards to tonight's game, Well, let me, let me phrase it as a question. What do you want to see tonight? What would give you peace of mind? What is a quote-unquote moral victory that you would like to see tonight? Or is it just win or be upset? Because after TCU, your remaining games are must-win games. Even in the Big 12 tournament, you got to win a couple. If you lose tonight, you have to win the Big 12 tournament to make the NCAA tournament. Does being competitive in Lawrence tonight give you any satisfaction heading into next year? Does being competitive in Lawrence and losing the free throw battle at the end of a game give you any solace? If Pop Isaacs goes off, if Jalen Tyson scores 20, if Elijah Fisher plays great defense and kind of is your hidden X factor, if you have a couple of more lineups with four freshmen and a sophomore play great minutes against Kansas for a long stretch tonight, Does that make you feel any better for next year? Because it doesn't make me feel any better for next year. Because I don't know who's coming back. If that was decided, if it was 10 years ago and I just knew everyone was coming back, I would be very excited for this team. Very excited. Maybe more excited than I've been in a long time, even on teams that were good. Because in a lot of those teams, it's like, Let's say Keenan Evans. So you get to the Elite Eight, but man, who's going to step up next year? 
You didn't know Tariq Owens and Matt Mooney were waiting in the wings. After that Elite Eight run, it was like, man, you're losing so much from this team. How can you ever replicate? Now, obviously in today's college basketball, you know there's 1,700 guys in the portal you can go get. But there's something to be said about a guy being a junior at his first university and getting better every year. Or, you know, God forbid, a senior at a university for four seasons. Getting better every year like Keenan Evans. It's just hard to foresee that in today's game, so... I don't think that finishing this season strong gives me any solace for next year until all those guys come back. Now maybe hindsight when you look back and say, all right, the sophomore roster of Pop and Lamar Washington and Elijah Fisher, they got great minutes at the end of last year. I feel good. But if they're all gone, what does it matter what they did against Kansas? All right, let's take the break here. When we come back, more, more Rob Bro show, more Mac Rhodes comments, more John Wilner, just more in general. It's Rob Bro show, Talk One Hundred Three Point Nine News, Money Sports. Welcome back. Banger. It's Rob Rose Show Talk, 103.9 News, Money, Sports. John Wilner is upset again. John, for the love of Pete, man, just change your name to Big 12 Hotline and keep working. You can stay at the Mercury or wherever you are. If the schools you cover... Come to the Big 12, you can cover the conference. You don't have to cry and pout about it. Today you said, quote, an athletic director, Baylor's Mac Rhodes, talks on the record about the possible demise of another conference. What a time to be alive. Why the double standard, John? Why can you... A sitting media member covering one conference openly beg, root, and ploy for a conference's demise. But Baylor's athletic director, who's a part of the Big 12, can't talk about the survival of the Big 12, John. 
Need to get you on the show, John. That'd be nice. That'd be fun. Maybe even on the gambling gauchos. John, you want to come on the show, John? We'll put this out there. John Wilner and the boys. The Big 12 hotline. You can still work, John. You're not going to get fired. Well, you might get fired, but not for the Pac-12 exploding. And, you know, the Pac-12 won't die. People keep talking about the Pac-12. The Pac-12 name, the brand, will live on. You'll just have to cover Boise State and New Mexico and Utah State. You'll love it. Stanford will stay. Cal will stay. It'll just be the Mountain West. I mean, the Pac-12. It'll still be the Pac-12. You'll still be loved. Oregon State will be there, John. Washington State will probably be there, John. But it's just a little rich for you as a man to openly call for the death of the Big 12 for nearly a year now and then get upset with a man whose job it is to protect his athletic department saying broadly that if the Pac-12 doesn't get a good deal, some of those schools will be a good fit in the Big 12. And of course, John, the dedicated journalist you are, capital J, big J, journo, you quote at Coog57, who quotes a 24-7 report, who's quoting Mac Rhodes' quotes. I don't know if you know how Twitter works, listening faithful, but a big J journo is not going and finding the quotes on his own. He's quoting a quote of a quote of a quote. You ever play the game at telephone? It seems like John Wilner and Canzano live in a world of just telephone. They're sources quoting sources who have sources. In this distorted reality they live in, at the Mercury Herald or wherever he is. Going back three days ago, John Wilner says if Klyovkov took an ion proposal to Oregon and Washington, they would laugh him straight to the unemployment line. John, you need to take a good look at where you are, what you do, and who you're rooting for. Because that's what you've been doing. You've not been a journalist in two years. You've been a propagandist. And this propaganda that you've been perpetuating is that the Pac-12 will be fine. The reality is, John, that nobody wants you. Nobody cares about you. Breaking news, the East Coast bias is real. ESPN is in Bristol. That's in Connecticut, John. That's on the East Coast, John. And ESPN doesn't want you for you. 
They don't think you have charisma like Robert Redford. They just want your window. They want your time window. They don't care who's playing there. They just want the window. They don't care if it's the prestige of Stanford and Arizona. In fact, they've seen real numbers that say if Texas Tech plays Arizona, they'll get better ratings. Because all these sickos you make fun of on Twitter for being passionate, sorry, aggressive, sorry, psychos, whatever you call us, actually care about the team. And I know it's because we don't have a beach or anything fun to do in Lubbock. You know what's fun to me? Going to football games. That's my entertainment. I don't need Disneyland. I don't need a beach. I want Colin Schooler putting his helmet through the chest of a quarterback on the goal line. I want to watch Keenan Evans drain an overtime shot from the elbow against Texas. I want to see Kurt Wilson hit a three-run bomb against Oklahoma State in a Super Regional. There's nothing to do in Lubbock. Oh, yes, there is. There's Texas Tech Athletics, and we care about it. It's middle America. All this flyover country you don't care about. We'll watch your window more than you do. And you never understood that. And the reality is setting in. The dusk is near, John. And you can either accept it and change your name to the Big 12 hotline and follow the money, or you can hope to God Stanford cares enough to not go independent and rebuilds. Good luck, John. From us to you, John, good luck. It's Raw Bro Show. We'll be back after this, talking a little more Texas Tech baseball. Looking toward the weekend. You can text in 806-855-3712. We'll get back to the text line after the break. It's Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News. Money Sports. Welcome back. It's Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News. Money Sports. Lots going on this weekend and beyond for Texas Tech baseball, basketball. The basketball team, uh, the men's version, wrapping up their season. The ladies as well. 
getting ready for some Big 12 tournaments. Uh, right now, both trending toward the NIT, which I think by a lot would be seen as a step down for the men's program and a step toward the right direction. It's hard to call the NIT a good step, but it would be a great step for the Lady Raiders. I know it's not the NCAA tournament, but the women's NIT is a full 64-team tournament, I believe. And if the Lady Raiders could win a couple of games, especially if they're hosting, I think that'd be really good for the program. Give you another couple of opportunities to be in Lubbock. Another couple of opportunities to show what you have. Now, tough loss to Baylor. Over the weekend, they get to play TCU tomorrow night at 7 p.m. TCU is dog water. Surely you can beat them at home. And then Iowa State is going to be a really tough game in Ames. Iowa State, very good. There was a stat where, this is just free throw shooting, but they're the only team over a certain percentage for the last five years like in America, in women's college basketball. So senior night tomorrow night for the Lady Raiders, senior night for Texas Tech this weekend against Oklahoma State. Obviously, they have to play Kansas first. Um, That game tonight, I'm not chalking it up as a loss. Certainly, stranger things have happened. Uh, It's certainly not Big Monday uh, where Lawrence is at its peak for whatever reason. Maybe a Saturday would would peak over Big Monday, but Big Monday just seems like such a big deal in Lawrence. And Bill Self certainly has been undeniable on Big Monday in Lawrence. But part of me says if you can just replicate what you did in Lubbock, and easier said than done doing what you do at home on the road, but you had a decent game plan. I mean, you're a... Knee-knocking foul away from getting in a position to tie the game late. And maybe Kansas rips your heart out, but... Uh, From the text line, the Chad here. Hello, the Chad. Uh, Being competitive in Lawrence does not give me any satisfaction. It's all but win or go home this season for Texas Tech. Making the NCAA tournament is the only satisfactory end to a Texas Tech men's basketball season, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. And I, there are fans. Let's have a nuanced conversation here. Because there are fans who want to see all the positives happening on the floor, focused on growth focused on the future. And those fans look at fans who want to face hard truths about the program and call them bad fans. I'm somewhere in the middle. Because the growth has been there, at least in the last two weeks. You finished stronger than you started. 
I was going to say you finished strong, but that's yet to be seen. If you go 0-3 to finish, that's not a finishing strong. But there are some things, I think, that have improved down the stretch. And and if that's spacing or... I mean, a lot of the defensive improvement kind of got erased when you gave up 82 at home to TCU or 83, whatever it was. Are we to the point where... It's NCAA tournament or bust for the men's basketball program. Because it wasn't until 2019 that you'd been to -to back-to-back tournaments in quite a long time. And it wasn't until 21 because you didn't have a tournament in 20 that you'd been to three in a row. So five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten in a row were all records. And in college basketball, especially today, you're not building a program as much as you used to. Now, Mark Adams took a shot at bringing in a bunch of freshmen to try to get them to the sophomore season. And hopefully that works out for him. But if you miss on a couple of transfers and that's how you live in a program, you're building season to season. It's a professional league in basketball. There is so much turnover. Now, there are guys at every program that stay most every program. And if you can get three of those guys to stay for a long time, you look pretty good. And that would be building a program. I think certainly Kansas has built a program. They've been to like 30 tournaments in a row. And that culture and that program kind of go above and beyond what it roster building is because you have an expectation. And, and maybe Texas Tech has gotten there as a program. And I think that's why the segment that wants to face the hard truths, or at least are trying to find hard truths, are so upset because this season is a disappointment. 0-9 in Big 12 play in any stretch, is a disappointment. That's that's fair to say. And if you lose one and win one in any order, and you go 6-12 and 12 in Big 12 play, that's a disappointment. It's okay to say that. Now, there are lines you shouldn't cross. Especially on Twitter. And I would encourage fans that are treating Twitter like a group text to maybe find a group text instead that you can vent in. 
I do love the community aspect of watching a game with all your friends on Twitter. But I do think there is a fine line between maybe texting along, tweeting along with the game and just venting at the game, which I understand. Hey, I understand. I have a couple of group texts that I certainly vent in during Texas Tech Athletics. And I get it. There's a lot about Texas Tech Athletics that makes me frustrated, even in the wins. Find a healthier place to do it. That's just me. That's just some free advice on the Rob Bro Show there. Take it or leave it. Then I would assume, and again, this is just an assumption for me, tonight will provide a lot of frustration. Over the weekend, I thought TCU would win. That win was much more frustrating than I could imagine. On the Raiderland, somebody said they'd rather lose by 30 than by a possession. I don't know. Just, is it easier just to check out with 12 minutes remaining in the game? I guess. I was watching a little Ted Lasso preparing for the new season that comes out in the middle of March last night. Ted Lasso said uh, he didn't believe it was the hope that killed you. It was the hope that kept you going. It's a phrase in Texas Tech athletics history that says there's always next year. I think something that's been so frustrating with Texas Tech basketball this year is that you started thinking about next year, three games, four games, five games into Big 12 play. You've not done that in a long time. But historically with Texas Tech basketball, you did it quite often. Just the fact of the matter. If you truly are a program where the NCAA tournament is the goal every single season, and I think you are that, I'm not disputing the Chad there. You also can't explode a program if it doesn't happen. Is Mark Adams the guy long-term? I don't know. I always looked at him as a Band-Aid anyways with a short-term run. I think maybe the Sweet 16 diluted a little bit of us that thought maybe it could turn into something longer, but originally I thought three to five years, and then you get another guy in there. He was just kind of the guy there took over, and he would be able to hand it to the next guy in good shape. Now, if Mark Adams has his own ideas on who the next guy can be, I think that's another issue altogether. All right, let's take the final break of the show, the hour, the day. We'll come back and talk a little bit about Air Force, maybe. Some of the things they're doing, not the Air Force, but Air Force Baseball. I have no idea what the Air Force is up to with the balloons and everything else going on. 
the UFOs. Maybe we do need to just talk about UFOs when we come back. I don't know what we'll do. We'll decide when we come back. It's Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9. News. Money Sports. couple of minutes left here on the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. You can text in 806-855-3712 if you want to get in. Texas Tech Baseball 8-0 to start the season. Tonight on ESPN Plus. Sorry, Big 12 Now ESPN Plus. Sorry, I have to say the whole name there. 630 Central Texas Tech and Air Force doing battle. And over the weekend, uh, I believe on Sunday after the weekend, Tim Tadlock said that Bo Blessy was up next for Texas Tech. The official pitching matchups coming out yesterday. Uh, hat tip to Keith Patrick of Dinger Derby, Red Raider Dugout.com. Uh, right-handed pitcher Bo Blessy tonight against left-hander Kyle Motes. Blessy a sparkling zero ERA. Motes a 10-8 ERA. Uh, this is the second 8-0 start in the Tim Tadlock era. The 2018 squad had a 14-0 start. And by the way, just looking ahead on the schedule. And I don't always like to do this. It would be tough to do this weekend. But you should be 10-0 on Wednesday afternoon. And potentially should be 13-0 after a weekend in Houston. Rice, Michigan, and Texas A&M will provide a great matchup. Probably the three best teams you've played yet. I don't know. I'm st- I'm Ill- I'm still out on Gonzaga, but those three teams are fine. A and M really might be the third best team there of the teams you're playing. Then you get New Mexico to match it. Then you get Iowa. Now, will Texas take baseball lose this season? Yes, they'll lose eventually probably lose some that they should win. But I don't see a ton of losses before you get to Lubbock, Texas on March 17th, welcoming the Oklahoma State Cowboys to town. They've thrown two no-hitters. The offense has been up and down. But Oklahoma State is a top three team in this league. Then you get Texas... In Austin, anything can happen with Keith Moreland on the call. Now, Texas baseball has not started well 
But that does not mean they don't find some things. And then TCU with the midweek against New Mexico wrapped in there. I, I think, well, that scared me. I think those are the top four teams in the Big 12. Now, Texas, I don't know. I, I don't know what they'll do. Is Kansas sneaky good, or are they just starting good against bad teams? Is Baylor that bad? Or, I can't really say they're starting against good teams. They're starting against okay teams. But Central Michigan and Duke both put 20 up on them. TCU has had some some holes in their armor with some bullpen issues. I think you've covered up a lot of your issues so far, and hopefully you find some this week, and that's what you want to do in the non-con before you get to Oklahoma State, which I'm trying not to say, but I guess I'm saying could be a, a de facto... Whoever wins that series is going to be in a good position to win the Big 12. Your Big 12 schedule is very front-loaded. Very front-loaded. It'll be interesting. Tomorrow, we'll recap the Kansas-Texas Tech game on Raiderland with Ryan Hyatt. I'll be there at 11 a.m. We'll see you then. The views and opinions expressed by the participants on this Talk 1340 program are not necessarily the views of Talk 1340, its advertisers, staff, management, or Town Square Media.